On today's episode of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast, we talk post-Super Bowl NFL as the offseason starts, as well as some NBA midseason action before the All-Star break. And we even got in a little baseball today. Let's go. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Big Picture Sports Group. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined, as always, by my co-host, Jack Coleman. And, Jack, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. We are back with a brand new episode. Uh, we had a lot going on in between. We had my birthday, so officially 21. More on that later. Knicks are balling. I'm feeling good about that. Uh, I know the Nets are also balling, so we're happy all around, NBA-wise. Um, but nothing nothing too much going on in the world of sports, so we'll, we'll do a little recap of everything as we go through our quotes today. And for those joining in for the first time, this is Senior Quotes. The way we go about it is Aiden and I bring three quotes to each show, and the other guy needs to guess who it's about, who said it. Uh, it gets awarded points for those and everything in between. So mm-hmm. we'll have a winner by the end of this uh, yeah. if you're joining in for the first time and don't know how we roll. But I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to, to talk some sports today. Um, before we get into it, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I've had a lot on my mind with the podcast game lately. Oh, wow. Um, and I just want to say to the Senior Quotes fans, like, I appreciate all you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been going at this now. I think it's four years. Um, it's getting and, there. Yeah, Ada and I have always given our honest 100% takes with, with you guys, and we always want that uh, in this little community. So I think going forward, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, Stuff going on between the two of us, internship-wise, and more on that as more news comes out. But just want to say that off the bat, that we are 100% always going to be honest with all of you, um, and we're going to keep it that way. (laughs) I mean, no question, and this little community that you talked about is hopefully going to soon keep growing and become a medium-sized community, and then a big community, and then a really big community. (laughs) So yeah, so we will, as always, stay honest with our takes and with our talk and with anything in between so also we were talking before the show with our good friend jack kanopka shout out jack oh yeah and we realized that we could be an award-winning podcast if we just made our own award or if someone else someone else such as jack kanopka gave us this their own award so (laughs) Uh, what was the name of the sauce though so it all comes from the fact that we were making dinner earlier <laughs> yep. and whatever sauce we were using was award-winning and we're like well who's to say yeah well who's to say we aren't an award-winning podcast <laughs> so officially we are the recipient of let's just call it the senior quote sports podcast underground podcast oh, award wow we are the first recipient of it i'm so blessed keep so it, thankful to the academy i would keep uh, it as the jack kanopka award. It's and, gotta, I feel like well and that's part of it it's like the jack kanopka senior quotes <laughs> sports <laughs> podcast underground podcast wow. award. we love our long names on this show we do, we do. reference back to the washington football team or should i say the washington oh, red wolves yeah. football team of the dc slash dmv area there you go so officially an award-winning podcast i think yeah sure um so yeah, you can tell your friends that you listen nice. to an award-winning show. So and you guys are award-winning. <laughs> well, we can't steal that. We can't exactly. steal that. We cannot steal that. Uh, you guys are. They could be first place listeners. First place be, listeners. Yeah, sure. Because you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're always winning when you're listening. To Gold show. medal we'll go with that. listener. I like that even better. Gold medal listener. So thank you all 
our GMLs. <laughs> All right, let's get into the quotes now. We each have three quotes today. I think last time we had like two each. Uh, I maybe only just had one. We're prepared this time. We had a wide you know, range of topics. There's yeah, a lot to talk and about. And we weren't here last week, so now here we are on a great Monday evening, ready to talk some sports. So I'll go first. Um, are you feeling baseball, football, or basketball? I, I've got the trio today. I, I did a really good balanced job here. Why don't a balanced you, breakfast of sorts? Why don't we do baseball to start out? I don't have any baseball. I have an NBA or two NBA, I believe, and an NFL. All right, cool. Let's do it. The quote goes as follows. Okay. Quote: I want the statue on one team. I want to be able to stay on one team and build my legacy over here in blank. Hmm. Huh. He wants the statue on one team. Big, big, big story in baseball recently. Really the only big story in baseball yeah. in these past week or so. Well, when I'm thinking baseball, I, I'm thinking back to that. I think it was Marcus Stroman who did that whole Yankees talk. That would have been – I'll tell you it's, it's not, not. That would have been a good one. It's not my guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other thing that was current that I could think about. Right. I'm trying to think of what else happened. Right. This the other hint is I'm not being a homer with this one. Yeah, this is not I, a New I figured, York. I didn't think it was yeah. the Yankees or anything. Yeah. Man, uh, I'm trying to think of recent signings or. Mm. Damn, I'm drawing a blank. I really kind of forget what else has gone on besides the Stroman thing was like first on my mind. Do you have um, any guess as uh, what team fills that blank? Maybe what city? Do you anything? Any I mean, any, like, any half points uh, I can give? Oh. Oh, 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 is this... Oh, Good thing there's no went, shot clock. Who went to the Padres? Oh. Who went to the Padres oh. recently? Oh. What is his name? It's Dan, it's it's Dan's guy. It's Dan's uh, former guy. Dan's sorry. former guy. Um, oh, my God. Let me get this name. I'm going to get it. I'm sorry for making you guys wait. <laughs> this is all staying in the show, by the way. This is the oh, full 100%. process this, of this answering these questions. This is how the sausage is made. Exactly. We, like we said, 100% exactly. honest with you guys. Exactly. Like, like I can say, I'm struggling right now. But I know it's the Padres. So That's, that's a half point. Half that's point a half there. point. That's a half point. I'm trying to buy myself time, but I, <laughs> I can't think of his name. What's the initials? Oh. Because you know I know who, I'm, who you're talking about. Okay, fine. Because I know it's Dan's guy. I just can't think of the name. All right. F-T. Uh... Oh, Fernando Tatis. Bang. Fernando Tatis. I could Jr. not think of that name, but yes, Fernando Tatis just went to the Padres recently. Any clue how much money? He's I have making? no idea. Well, he, didn't, he he was a Padre. This is an extension he's signing, and it really? is. I thought he had been always, on the always. No, no, no. So he was traded by the White Sox as a prospect for James okay, Shields and then, a while ago. Got you. And so he came up with the Padres. He just flew onto the scene. He's been awesome. He's been the face of the franchise, and that's what a team in a smaller market, I mean, San Diego, it's California, but a smaller sports market needs. So they shelled out for a 14-year commitment to Fernando Tatis, who's only 22, Mm -hmm. so he's going to be there until he's 36 or until he's traded. $340 million for this guy, and honestly... It's a fat contract. Honestly... I'm with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives me Giancarlo Stanton vibes. It gives me a couple of flashbacks to some really bad contracts that the Yankees have given out as well. And it's for a shortstop with no real range in the infield. We've seen some great highlight plays, but he's not the best glove. He He's kind of like Jeter, where the stats say he's not a good defender, but then he makes these flashy top 10 plays you'll see on SportsCenter. So it depends what kind of defense you want. But yeah. his bat electric this guy he bat flips on a 3-0 homer says 
don't throw that pitch if you don't want me to hit it. That was a huge controversy where I was on Tatis's side. This kid is a future star, already a current star, but a future face of this league after guys like Mike Trout and Aaron Judge, who are only like six or seven years Honestly, older than this guy. Honestly, even at this point. Exactly. Well, LeMahieu's so even older than that. But yeah. yeah, they're going to be going on the way out. And we'll have Tatis really being one of the guys that's super marketable. This is a great job by the Padres keeping him within San Diego. And therefore, they're going to bring a lot of money in through merchandise, through TV deals. I think through playoff revenue, we're going to see them back there again after they were this year. I, I, I really like the Padres. They've been my NL team for I'm a while. I'm the Padres. No, they're, they're very and cool. I'm I like the San Diego region. I think they got screwed over with the Chargers and everything. True. So. And they've been rebuilding for what seems like forever in mm-hmm. the MLB. And just these past couple of years, they signed Machado. They have Tatis. Now they're bringing in Blake Snell from the Rays via trade. Yes, I forgot about that. They signed you Darvish. Like, this is a good no, that's team. That's a good-ass squad. If they weren't going up against the Dodgers, they'd be locked to win their division. But they're not because the lock, the, the lock of the NL West is the Dodgers, which yeah. is crazy. We'll see them in the wild card. We'll probably see them win the wild card game. And we'll probably get a Dodgers-Padres NL Divisional Series next year. Now, it's going to be incredible. Correct me if I'm wrong, Machado is on the Padres as well. Yeah. And he had been on the Dodgers, right? Uh, Briefly, yes. Briefly. He was traded so, there for like half no, a season. No, but that's setting up for an awesome postseason uh, event, honestly. Yep, that's definitely a storyline. Um, I can't remember. I don't think the two matched up last year in the playoffs, but of course they played each other mm-hmm. a ton during the regular season, even though it was only a 60-game shortened year. We saw a lot of divisional rivalries. Um, actually, I think... Everybody had to play within their location. So the AL East and NL East all played each other and yes. no one else. And then the Centrals did the same. And the West Divisions did the same. So I, that won't happen this year. Knock on wood, we'll get as close to a full season as possible as we can You know, in this pandemic world that we're living in, uh, post-pandemic. But I'm just pumped for baseball to be back. I needed some kind of quote in here. I mean, the Yankees are slowly but surely finishing off their roster for this 2021 season. I don't really want to talk about them because, like I said, this wasn't a homer quote. Instead, it was just like, what are you looking forward to in general from the MLB season? Because I want to see Tatis and these Padres for sure. Of course, I want to see the Yankees. But there's just so much more going on as well. So I want to know, you know, if anything, what was on your mind for baseball? Yeah, I actually had a quick thought about Tatis and the contract and everything sure, real sure, quick. Sure. And it kind of ties into some news today. Uh, I... It's amazing to me because I'm not the biggest baseball guy. I do enjoy baseball, but the contracts in baseball and how long they are for is absurd to me. It is. Uh, what'd you say? He was going to be 36 by the time it's yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in my head... Think about it. He's, he's a year older than we are. Exactly. Imagine right now someone giving us a deal to work until we're 35, you well, know, for God the same I hope. job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just... Um, that's crazy. But no, I... In my head, I immediately started thinking about a guy like uh, Albert Pujols, who was on a long contract, right? Yep, yep, yep. And I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because his wife today said that this was going to be his final Which season. Which he didn't confirm. He, he did said not he's confirm. still going to win. Also, what, like, I, have, Drew Brees too. I have yeah. nothing against, um, you know, sports wives speaking up and talking <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, but yeah. it's cool, whatever. It's your family. But, like, it seems like it's been a lot lately. Where it's, like, that, big news like, that's It's ever out. since Kawhi's stupid team started Ooh, getting involved, and team. now we're getting the families involved of, yeah, of these yeah, players yeah. a lot more. And we just talked about it last episode, Mahomes. Yep, his whole yep, family. Yep. I remember more of what his family said post-Super Bowl than Mahomes himself. Same, same. Which is And crazy. he has a memorable voice, too. You'd think, like, oh, you could kind of hear it. In his Kermit-like sounding yeah. voice, I don't know, but you're right. Like I have we no quotables. Game, <laughs> had some ketchup. It was, 
Yeah, it was pretty Ex- good. Exactly, but we didn't get any of we that. We didn't get any of that. We no. saw a lot of Jackson and, what's her name, Brittany? And I'm sure if he had won, it would have been a different story, and we would have got, like, probably that MVP speech or something, or um, the Super Bowl MVP yeah. speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so the families are getting involved. <laughs> and I just bring this up because we saw how Poole's career went. Um, he was on kind of a longer contract, and Extremely. Al- along the way, um, you saw his numbers decline and everything. So it, it's yeah. just hard for me to grasp just such a long contract. But I do agree with you that the Padres made a good move getting this young guy, uh, a future face of the team, uh, to really keep them relevant, and especially with such a strong team that they have built around him even before this. So I'm excited for that. But more so in terms of the season, um, and this kind of branches off into – our other sports, but I think the thing I'm most excited for is that our personal teams are going to start having fans. And now, whether that means that I will get to go to these games in the future, whether that means we have more of an advantage at home games, I'm excited for the energy that New York slash New Jersey brings to my teams. I know just the other night, it was the last Knicks game at MSG without fans. So getting them back is going to be huge as we're on a roll. I think Yankee Stadium having fans is going to be unreal. We're slowly getting this team to where it needs to be. We're slowly inching towards that World Series title that we've been going after for so many years. And yeah, the Astros came up along the way and everything in between. But you know what? I think a full-fledged Yankees team, a healthy squad, we're getting Severino back. You you put fans in Yankee Stadium, and the sky is the limit. I think that (laughs) getting fans back for our teams is going to be huge. And it came out today that New Jersey is going to start allowing fans as well. So Giants, Jets, Devils uh, Devils fans, be excited. Now, that's huge news for us because if the tickets are at all affordable, I am... And they won't be. (laughs) (laughs) They won't be for basketball because I saw... I think the Nets are doing $60 tickets, but within like a 20-game package. So you're actually spending, I can't do that math in my head right now. I think it's $1,200. That might be wrong, but it might be $12,000. I I probably, I may have messed all that up. Regardless, it's expensive. Way too expensive for me as a college student living in Boston could ever think about spending just to go down to Brooklyn and watch a game Mm. while there's three future Hall of Famers probably on this team and future All-Stars for this season for sure. Regardless, the Yankees though, especially during the summer, I just want to sit in the bleachers. Like, I I just want to go by whatever means necessary and see the Yankees play again because missing that last year was one of the biggest losses of the pandemic in my opinion as a diehard Yankees fan. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I know we got some big picture guys who all want to go together, meet up in the city and see the Yankees play, and I am so down for that. So uh, looking forward to that, so I'm definitely with you. And I also think that as nature is healing and sports are healing, uh, you know, if the Northeast is starting to allow fans, we're in Boston right now, we're hopefully going to be getting Boston sports as well. So, you know, that's, that's even, that's you point. know, Celtics games coming up potentially, Red Sox games, if we can get cheap tickets, like, we will be there. Um, and hopefully bring some of those game exper- in-game experiences to you guys. I, I think that now that we're... Older, everyone gained at least 10 years in COVID. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like we said, officially 21 podcasts now. I think that going forward, going to live games together and being able to bring back some of those thoughts and memories of them is going to be really fun for the fans listening at home. Or make some content in the moment, you know. We could always break out those phones and see what kind of uh, <laughs> you know it. stuff uh, we always take ready. away from it. Yeah, but definitely looking forward to doing something with live sports. I mean, other than, you know, we've been working with BC Live Sports, of course. BC recently fired their head coach at basketball, Jim Christian. We 
Uh, talk some more about that on the Fan Media Show with yeah, Dan Coates. Definitely check that so, out, guys. If you go to WZBC.com. Get our full uh, takes there. Under sports, you can get our full BC yeah. takes. Uh, it should be under podcast or something. It'll be the most recent one about yep. Jim Christian and BC basketball. Uh, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Some good content, not just from us, but the other WZBC sports members who call a lot of our games here at BC. So really, really good additional homework for you guys yeah. uh, if you are so inclined to listen to yeah. more of our pleasant voices. And there's a quick little, like, 10-minute tops episodes. Yeah, and, uh, super short. They're so. fun. You know, but I only bring up BC, not really to talk about them right now. But more so, that's the only live sports we've been able to see so far. And we've been blessed yeah. and lucky to see that in the first place by working through the uh, sports radio. But we've only seen one football game and one basketball game. You saw a couple, two. yep, yeah. two, um, since you were here over break. But that's it. That's all we've been able to see in person. I mean, even going as far March. back as last year, you were able yeah. to sneak in that baseball game. And I didn't even true, get any of those baseball true. games. So it's been a long time coming for fans to be back. And, you know... I can assume that those listening at home, you diehard diehard sports fans, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's a struggle. It sucks not being able to go see your, your team play and being communitas with the rest of your fans. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I can tell you being a Knicks fan at school, like there isn't a lot up here. And I, I yeah. honestly don't blame them uh, for the past that we've had to endure. But, <laughs> you know, find, I, one of our good friends, Max, he's a Knicks fan. And yep. just having that shared community of being able to talk about it. It is so, so nice. So I think it's going to be really, really important that we get our fans back in stadiums Definitely. and uh, hopefully soon enough. Yeah. Also, some breaking news real quick. Uh, Albert Pujols, his future is officially undecided. Okay. So we said all go, that, but go. news update, maybe his wife was just jumping that out. You but, know? like, undecided sounds like the same way if Drew Brees is like, oh, I'm going to reconsider it after yes. he said when he lost the, was it the NFC Championship? It was, right? He was all the way over. It could have been the divisional, but I think you're right. Um, regardless, no one doesn't want to go. No, it was divisional. It was divisional because the Packers were in the NFC Championship. But exactly, so he said, "Oh, like I think that was my last year. I think I'm going to the broadcast booth." And then, like after the game was, or like a day later, it's like "Ah, I don't actually know about that just yet. Let's, you know, that was heat of the moment stuff where like, oh, I was frustrated to lose. Let's think it over again with the family. But yeah, no, I I totally um. Agreed with your take about you and Max being the only Knicks fans here. It's me and Colin versus the world in terms of Nets fans up here as well. But um, definitely want to be back in the Barclays Center soon. Just generally, like you said, back watching live sports. So we're looking forward to that. But okay, this all started with the Tatis quote, believe it or not. But that's how this show works sometimes (laughs) if you're first-time listeners. Uh, We just kind of go in tangents. But bringing it back to the schedule, Coleman's getting a half point for that first quote. Now he's going to give me his first quote. Um... I'm going to start with NFL since you have one, uh, an NFL too. Yep, and then that's we can perfect. just do three back-to-back that's perfect. NBA. Let's do it. All right. It's pretty simple. Um, some recent news in the offseason post-Super Bowl, uh, but here it is. It's very, very simple, so I don't know if you'll get it, but just keep that <laughs> yeah, in mind. No, I'm not <laughs> Let's finish what we started. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard. It's recent, recent free agency moves. No. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> now think about like one person's telling I, basically I can tell you like someone telling a free agent let's finish what we started oh I got it I got it I got it I got it and I had the half of it and just wasn't connecting because mm. you said recent free agency moves I'm like well JJ Watt just became a free agent but how does that connect like he just left the team he didn't mm-hmm. sign with the team 
But this isn't him who's saying it. Nope. It's DeAndre Hopkins, his former teammate who got traded by the uh, to the Cardinals by the Texans. They both finally leave the Bill O'Brien mess that he created. He's not even there anymore, but the Texans, they leave that in the dust. And Hopkins is saying, come to Arizona, finish what we started, let's go win a ring. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Bang, let's go. A little help along the way as well. It's yeah, an even yeah. game all around now, <laughs> I would say. Uh, but yeah, J.J. Watt, obviously leaving the Texans. He's testing free agency, I believe, for the first time ever. Definitely. Because yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. been with the Texans. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's this this idea of potentially joining D-Hop, Kyler Murray, being that defensive force. He's not as good as he used to be. I think T.J. Watt at this point is better than J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would be a huge help to that defense and something that they were clearly lacking moving forward in the playoffs. Um, so there's that option. There's also, you know, being Giants fans, we can go into that as well. If we want J.J. Watt, we clearly do need some form of pass rush. So that could be big. Or anywhere else in between where you think he would fit. I really don't have a personal take. I love J.J. Watt. I would like him on the Giants if we could get him. Um, I'm not opposed to the the Cardinals move. I think that's a fun team for him to be on. Where else do you think or do you think one of the teams I've mentioned? Well... I think both teams you mentioned are realistic. Uh, speaking about the Cardinals and Giants, I think the Giants shouldn't solely because he'd be so expensive and we can be better served you know, spreading that money around elsewhere, especially because the NFL salary cap, it's either staying at the same level or it's, uh, you know, sorry. Uh, it's either going down from last season mm. or it's just not rising as much as expected okay. from last season, all because of COVID. Regardless, yeah. Like- Regardless, it's a tight budget that every team's going to be working on. Some teams are definitely under, or rather over the salary cap and not going to be able to spend at all. Um, and the Giants are close to that, despite being a rebuilding team. So I'd say let's not spend on JJ. He's going to want a lot of money and deservingly so. The Cardinals, I believe, do have that space, so I could see that. Another team who I don't know if they have the space but would make a lot of sense is the Steelers reuniting TJ and JJ, which is going to lead to a further question I have for you, but we'll just leave that for a second. Of course, the Packers, JJ went to school in Wisconsin. He could go back up there, go to Green Bay. Um, The Bears probably would overpay for JJ and add him to Khalil Mack and be like, all right, look, we have the two best edge rushers from four years ago. What can they do now? Still They'd still be pretty good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for, some I, for some reason, I don't think it yeah. would fully work. But I like the Packers idea a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, we brought up TJ Watt. I think the Steelers pairing him with his brother. That's what I'm saying, bro. Very yeah. interesting as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, don't like, I, I don't like the Bears thing all that much. <laughs> I feel like that just can't work. Yeah, a guy uh, of such a valuable position as defensive end, or just really edge rusher, where 3-4 defenses and 4-3 defenses need an edge rusher, and a guy of just his talent and caliber, all 32 teams to some extent, or I guess 31, because the Texans have <laughs> no shot of re- re-signing yeah. this guy yeah. who requested out, um, Probably not the Jets either at this point. Exactly. <laughs> Even though this feels like a Jets thing, similar to like signing Le'Veon two years ago yeah. when they were rebuilding, it just seems like that, that was could be dumb. I know back. exactly. That was very dumb. But regardless, I, I don't think the Jets. But yeah, like 30, 31 teams, mm. they all can realistically have a plan to add JJ Watt. He's that good. Like he yeah. would fix, not fix, but really help any team regardless of where they're at right now. But in JJ's eyes, you got to be looking towards a contender. Towards a team that could have made the playoffs 
or rather could have made a deeper run in the playoffs. How about the Buffalo Bills? I could really see that. I think you would fit in perfectly. I don't know in what the connection is, but well. exactly, exactly. So why not? I like that? the Bills one a lot. Why not? I think that's my my choice. There you go. Why not the Patriots? Honestly, they had a down year and they don't know what their offense looks like exactly. But JJ Watt in a Bill Belichick defense. Wow, like I, that would be insane. I actually don't know if it's necessarily the right move for the, for the Pats. I think Pats just fully need to commit to the rebuild at this point. They're like point. the Knicks, though. I, I can't see them fully committing ever. <laughs> they should, though. They really, yeah, really yeah. should. I don't know. Um, And look at what it did for the Knicks. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think that the Pats really should at this point. Belichick Listen is to Belichick. You. Listen to you now. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, But, yeah, so interesting stuff with J.J. Watt. For the Giants, the right price, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily an immediate need. We're not at that stage where it makes, like, as I said, we could make an argument as to why it does make sense for the Giants, but we're just not at that, like, wow, we were, well, we did barely miss out on the playoffs, but in the flukiest way ever. So we're not really a contender yet. Yeah, not near. I, I think bringing up the contender thing is big, and I think a quarterback that is proven, so more so than the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, I, I, that's why I think the Packers thing is interesting. Like, can him and Rodgers win a ring together before they both go out? I, I think that I like that's that. interesting. Yeah. I I think if, um, you know, I I can't even name off the top of my head <laughs> who else, but I don't know, Chiefs could use work on that defense. Maybe. They need some help in the, How in about the Super the Seahawks? Bowl. Seahawks, big time. Yeah. Um, they're going through their own issue say, right now with Russ. Uh, yeah. and, and getting him protection, more protection, that's, if they're going to keep him. So I don't necessarily know if they'll spend their money defensively. But they need a defensive But they help. need to. But then if you spend <laughs> on all defense and don't help out Russ, yeah. Russ yeah. it's not a fun situation in Seattle. And if I think you're we're Seattle, learning that more and more. Yeah. Do you think the Seattle Seahawks have a real reason to maybe want to trade Russ? I would say if he is their price was happy first rounders and considering moving he said he in the was. future. You said he was. Remember, he ha- said he, he said he needed help on the O line. Half the time, is organizations need to have just these real conversations with their players, yeah. in order to get a feel for the culture and and the vibe of the team. I mean, it's cool to have Russ around, and if he's gonna play, then sure, sure you want Russ on your team, right? But at the same time, if he's leaving in, in a year or two, I don't know when, exactly when his contract is officially. Good out, question. Neither do when I. When he would be tested yeah. free agency. But if that's the case, I say every time get rid early um, yeah, because you, you see what happens when there's a, a holdout or a lockout. Yeah. Football's been different, I will say that, where the guys have come back and have not nearly been as good. Um, but basketball, you see it all the time. And I tend to think that the quarterback position would play more like NBA stars as opposed to how running backs in the NFL oh, kind of sure. locked out. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It's a good question. I, it's a question I don't have an answer to well, because I think yeah. it's a pretty complicated situation in Seattle. Right well, certainly, but they named their price, I think, which was three first-round picks, mm-hmm. which is so fair for a former Super Bowl MVP. No, he didn't win it. Unless, Sorry, I, I don't know for sure. This is just kind of off the top of my head, but I think he won a regular season MVP, and I don't think he won the Super Bowl because Malcolm Smith won it mm-hmm. as the middle linebacker of the pick six. Yes. Um, but he's a Super Bowl champion. Of course, and he's just proven to be one of the, I'd say, top five quarterbacks in the NFL, yeah. and he's younger than 
three of those other guys probably in that group right now. What, so it's what like what was that? Uh, who did the Seahawks play in that Super Bowl? Was the they beat the Broncos Broncos handily? Yeah. yeah, and then the Broncos beat the Panthers. Then the year Broncos after. beat the Panthers. That and was Peyton's. Then okay. Seahawks Pats was the year after that. Maybe there was one in the middle, but Seahawks lost to the Pats. Of course, weird, weird that like we always think of the Pats mid dynasty, but you never really think that Seahawks and Broncos were there for like there's a always good like chunk a, of that. There's a couple and then Super you have Cam, between each like, one. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's good point. Um, but all that to say that if the Seahawks are able to get three first rounders for Russ. Probably with a piece coming back as well. I don't know what player, but maybe maybe it's an edge rusher. Maybe it's an O-lineman. You, probably not a quarterback with three first-rounders in there as well. But regardless, they can ask for that with a guy like Russ on the other side of the deal. And they can get a quarterback from this year's class who they could build around. They can get an offensive lineman. They can help that defense that has great pieces, but at the same time was just Swiss cheese against the pass last year. And they can fix their team with young guys like DK Metcalf already there. Well, Chris but, Carson, a fully healthy season to him would be awesome. Wait, like, I bring up, like it. Bring up DK. That was the other thought I had was like, if you're Russ, yes, you could be going to a better line somewhere, but are you going to get as high of a ceiling as DK Metcalf no. on any other team receiver-wise? Nope. nope. A young guy? It's important to have a stud young receiver, and that is exactly what DK Metcalf has. He is clearly that go-to now after this past season. You know, that's something that Russ is going to have to weigh out too. Mm-hmm. But he's Mr. <laughs> I'm trying to work in Mr. Unlimited somehow. <laughs> but Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see a reason to move just yet from the Seahawks. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm you, you, you can maybe get J.J. Watt and help the defense. So, right, right. I don't right, know. Right, it, it's, right. Again, Seattle's a weird, weird position to be in. They right are. Now. I can't really think of another team that's very similar. Yeah, no, uh, me neither. Um, but what I can say is the question that I also wanted to ask. Mm. Who is the better football family, the Watts or the Gronkowskis? Okay. I mean, tell me that's not a tremendous question because I'm, I'm gonna, struggling with I, it myself. I think I am going to say the Watts, though. I know, right? I I think that the fact that they have had three brothers, right? All, well, all... the Gronks, I think, have had at least three as well. Yeah, They just have more brothers, though. They have a wider net. But, all three Watts made it. So And, well, the other thing is I think that J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt combined are better <laughs> than Gronk plus... Other Gronk. Right. What was it? Who's the other Gronk? I, I, I know there's Chris. Chris Gronk. Yeah, Chris Gronk. There's, there's, okay. Uh, let, let's get that the That was the one list, I thought of. But, but yeah, Chris was definitely a fullback. Um, there It's just a family of fullbacks, which is kind of wild. Dan Gronkowski, who looks just like his brother with a Gordy movie. Gronkowski Gordy Jr. Jr. Yeah, the dad is named Gordy as well. And then Glenn. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I don't think I know one didn't make it. I think Gordy, funny enough, is the one who didn't. Tough. He would have been great, but uh, well, that's like uh, the Manning. A baseball standout. That's the Manning yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Coop- uh, Cooper Manning. Yeah, he he played at he was drafted in the 49th round of the 06. So draft. all drafted. Yeah. So even though baseball a little different, well, but I yeah, can't exactly. even say that for sure because we don't know if someone was undrafted. Dan Gronkowski was a seventh round pick. Chris was an undrafted fullback, okay. but he played. I was wrong. Um, Hand up. <laughs> Glenn. Went undrafted in 2016, but made it to the NFL as well. So, 
All five of them were drafted. Oh wait, into you know what? I completely, completely changed my answer. Oh. It's the Gronkowski's because of that whole story that his dad Gordy came yeah. out with. It was like, yeah, there was just beds everywhere, and whenever, oh, yeah, yeah. where everyone found a bed, they just to. slept. Yeah, yep, All that's football beds. guys. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent football yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't see the Watts doing that. Screw <laughs> you, TJ Watt. They're, they're in that subway commercial and though, where t- they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You too, JJ. But Derek, what about Derek? No, I I just think that's total football movies. Just sleep where you wherever you find a bed. I love the subway commercial though, dude. I I where they're yeah. like they're like, hey, like our boys eat it, and then like it's just the three of them in like the other backyard, like fighting over which sandwich is theirs or something, or getting JJ and TJ's orders confused because their names are so similar. I don't know. I I I, I might back the Watts because I agree with you that the two brothers, JJ and TJ, are more. Not more successful because Gronk has the most rings, but I, it just depends how you want to, you know, um, evaluate the families. They're both awesome. Something else I wanted to bring up since we're talking Are Gronk. Are better than the Mannings? No. Kind of. I got to take no. Peyton and Eli. I think you take the Mannings. I mean, what is we're that? Biased, four Super Bowls but, between the two of them? Yep. And then Cooper's also just goaded and his son. Well, you know, how many how many Super Bowls does Gronk have now? Is it, he has I thought four? he only had three. He could. I have thought he had four, four with this last one, maybe. It's tough. Okay, yeah, maybe regardless, I think it's still more impressive to have two brothers who are both quarterbacks. They both, both won Super Bowl MVPs. Both win two Super Bowls. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but we're biased. But I just love the man. It is. I, Peyton's uh, awesome. Um, but what I did want to bring up, though, yeah, before yeah, I yeah, forget, yeah, yeah, yeah. since we t- we're talking Gronk, we didn't get a chance to talk post-post-Super Bowl, and there was the wild parade oh, where yeah. Brady was absolutely smashed, uh-huh. and it was awesome. We it can was talk about so, that now as a 21-plus so awesome. podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the dude was hammered. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, it all is because he's on the TV 12 diet, probably never drinks. Nope. He's, I forget Only what he said. Water. It was some type of tequila shot he had. Of course it was. Um, and he prefaced it by saying, like, that one kind of like that one shot just like you definitely have more than that but if you didn't or he did just you're kind of lame yeah you're kind of yeah. lame brady and honestly i want my quarterback being able to just slug beers and, and booze like yeah. josh allen josh allen slugs beer yeah so and it's the same mentality as like sam howell from unc never having had steak like are you kidding me i want my quarterback to slug beer I didn't, i've never seen that and story. eat steak yeah oh. apparently he only has ever eaten chicken wow like, doesn't eat burgers, wow. nothing. Has never had any of that. Has he met Nick Jones? I don't know. But, I mean, so the other thing I want to bring that up sounds like two with post-Super yeah. Bowl, though, is, like, yes, Brady being hammered, awesome moment. Like, top ten moment of the year, I think we all needed that. But I've been thinking about this, and no one really talked about it enough, but the maturity Gronk has shown from when he was first winning Super Bowls and just being belligerent is kind of awesome. Yeah. It's like we didn't get a Gronk video out of this Super Bowl parade we got Brady hammered. Right. And what we did get from Gronk was him walking in with a giant case of water, <laughs> being like the dad, like, make sure yeah. you drink up yeah. if you're going to drink today. Yeah. That was cool. I also think that, you know, we probably would have seen videos of Gronk going out, celebrating mid-bar, just getting lit. Yeah. No, instead, we had him in Disney World. And it was right, awesome. Right, he, right, It was like, right, right. he's still a kid, but he's fight. a mature kid yeah, at this point. Yeah. And it's kind of awesome. I, I respect that Gronk is kind of, you know recognizing that he's, he's older. growing up. Also, is he retiring again after no. this win? I mean, he might, but uh, he hasn't said it yet. Or does he just go out with Brady at I this point? I think he should. Uh, that would be awesome if they went you know, and he was, in and parallel. I think we talked about it, but Gronk was phenomenal in the Super Bowl. And we yes. definitely did talk about we this because I said did. it's the same level of experience almost that Brady has had yeah. in the Super Bowls. Yeah. You get with Gronk. So just want to throw that out there. Uh, well, meanwhile, we talking about dude, it. Meanwhile, Brady is 
throwing the trophy from one boat to the other? How about that? <laughs> the Lombardi took flight from ship to ship in the Tampa Bay Bay. I don't know where they were, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not that mad about it. No, I'm not think, mad about it. I, I think it's just like wow. I think if Brady. you won so many. Same thing. You're with like, like, oh, if this sinks, I've got up, six others. Him packing <laughs> up his locker room right yeah. after the game. Him just showing disregard business. for the trophy. It, it's all business. He's been there before. He's gone in a ton of times. Getting drunk off one tequila shot. Getting one. Yeah. <laughs> getting drunk off one tequila shot. I, I don't know. I just think that yeah. it's not as big a deal to me. I would. I would. I would be upset like... if Mahomes was doing that. Wow. Okay. I'm not that upset that Brady is doing. It. I think he deserves the right Double to do standard, that. Huh? Absolutely, <laughs> being the goat of all, he is the goat. Yeah. And I wanted to bring this up as well earlier. Sorry, we're a bit all over the place. But no, there's fun. so this many topics. When we're two weeks um, out. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, baby goat, has also given birth to his daughter. So baby, baby goat. That's so right. Congratulations to him as well. Yep, 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 yep. Um, just want to throw that in. Cover all our football bases. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's all I got on football for now. If you didn't drink alcohol, or if you only drank water for probably more than a year straight, mm. we don't know what he does in the off season. But could one shot send you to the level of Brady, like? limping at, or like, like you know i'm gonna really say, hovering around like i don't know what well, it all depends stumbling. what he did that day like maybe he didn't i couldn't see him he was out in the eating. sun all day you know out in the like, sun is tough because yeah. if it was out in the sun i'm starting to think that it was less likely one shot because when you're thirsty <laughs> you start pounding drinks in in the sun but low-key was this one is what shot. i've learned over one week of being 21 right so, exactly exactly you know people have it's told been a me month for me so it's like at this point i feel like the old sage and you're yeah you know, just kind of the padawan yeah, of sorts pretty, right pretty now. crazy not drinking uh, for 21 years let me tell you that <laughs> but uh yeah exactly so in that case on your birthday would if you had just had one tequila shot you would have been on that level i guess but i was not in the heat like Brady. exactly so i don't know Hmm. Maybe tough, we'll have to test tough. this next week or something. Okay, so on to my next quote. I'll do an NFL one as well. Let's see what we've got. Okay, tell me who said this and what it's about. Um, all right, I am number 11. I don't think there's any deal that's going to be done. I am number this, 11. What is this, basketball? This is football. This football. is my NFL quote. Okay. This guy is saying what his number is and that there's no deal going to be done between him and is maybe it, a new teammate. Yeah, is it, is it, wait, new teammate? A new teammate that might want that number? Huh. Any number 11s that got moved around recently? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I Initially, I was drawn to What was your initial? What was your Watson, but No, no, no. Uh, actually, initially I was thinking it was basketball and I started... Oh, no. Well, get, then give yourself some time to yeah. reset um, into a football mindset can you here. you actually say it when we're yep. done? It was, I'm number 11. I don't think there's a deal that's going to be done. Hmm. So the deal in mind is talking about the number is yeah. the deal. It's not like yeah, an I'm actual trying, transaction. I can't think of anyone. Because it already happened. Oh, oh, oh. Um... God. So, I have a guess. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's Carson Wentz okay. to the Colts. Right. And I'm trying to think who's on the Colts that's 11, but I can't picture it. That's T-Y the tough Hilton? part. Good guess. He's 13? Yes. Okay. So, I'll give you um, one more since you got that. The hint is he's in the same receiving room. They're both receivers. Okay. Yeah. It's not like another quarterback who's like, <laughs> you're taking my job. No, You're not yeah, taking yeah, my yeah. number. No, no, no. Uh, it's no, it's Who else position. is a receiver on that team? Yeah, I mean, I can only think of like Ty off the that, off that's the That's fair. Um, 
I can think of a couple of random ones, but I for, I just for some reason didn't watch a lot of the Colts this year. You weren't missing. Well, actually, they were kind of weird and fun at the same time. Uh, he's a rookie. Which is probably my last hint. Rookie. I think he's from USC. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't got it. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, I wouldn't have got it. I didn't was, even know he was there. Too he was a fantasy guy. I had a couple uh, weeks of him in fantasy this year, but I, didn't, I just didn't think he was on the Colts. If, for some reason, if you told me that name, I would have thought that he was. I, for some reason, either like a Dolphin or a Steeler. Interesting. Is where I'm. His dad played for that. the Bucks. I know that, uh, but that was before our time. So if you had said the Bucks, I would have given you. Yeah, no. Not not credit in terms of this quote, but just been like, oh, Actually, I kind of remember guess. that. Yeah, I, but yeah, honestly, besides Ty Hilton, I couldn't really tell you the rest of that receiving. I I was thinking like Zach Pascal. You remember Zach Pascal? Yeah, and again, I like know him, but again, like I just did not watch enough Colts this year to like really run him. through that receiving. Jonathan uh, Taylor thing. was carrying me in fantasy yes, though, and he was I, I know back. Taylor's there. Uh, and Nine Marlon Hines. Mack is still there too. Mack right? was hurt all year, but Nineteen yeah. Hines, uh, uh, their tight end Jack Doyle is Jack there. Doyle. Like, but but did they have no Ebron left for Pittsburgh? Ebron so left who, for Pittsburgh. Oh, Mo Ali Cox. Mo Ali Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, now that we're done with that exercise, uh, shout out Quentin Nelson as well. But so that's a half point there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, what do you think of the not the number trade? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, 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 no. Time out. Before we talk about the Carson Wentz trade itself, what do you think of this rookie receiver saying to his new quarterback, who's most likely going to be throwing to him or choosing to throw to him or not, just being like, "Nah, I'm not giving you my number," which we don't know if Wentz has at all initiated that. He probably hasn't. This is just the media being like, hey, Michael, uh, you wear number 11 right now. Carson wore that with the Eagles. What would you say to a deal? He just goes, nope. <laughs> like, I mean, no he also way. could be kind of joking. and We don't know. We don't I mean, know the context the, really the, to the, it. The headline or, or just this news story as a whole, because I didn't listen to this. You know, I got this as a print quote. Um, so I don't, I don't know the tone, which is a good point. Could have been sarcastic. Could have been joking. But they published it as if they took him for his word. They're taking yeah. it seriously. So I, what do you think of that? What's that do to the locker room? So every all the outside context aside, terrible, terrible move. Yeah. Honestly, awful move. Because the number one man on the court or not the court, sorry, the field, right. <laughs> as well as in the locker room, is the quarterback. Right. If you were showing any type of disrespect, who Carson Wentz may not even want the number. Carson yeah. Wentz may want a new start, a new number, everything to it. I think it's lame when you get caught up in numbers. I don't think the numbers make the player. The player's skill and talent does. You know, wear a different number. Prove why it's better that you are that number, that you're your own player, that you're not sharing a number with someone else. And he's a rookie. And you know what? You are much more dispensable, especially as a rookie. And you're, it's not like he's a uh, even like a Jerry Judy, a uh, even if we went back a year to DK Metcalf, one of those guys. Right. No. So... Like, keep up that mentality, but, like, that's a rough start to a new quarterback um, and a relationship that you are going to have to build. Yeah. So not the best move. And, and also show some respect. Show some respect to the, the game where, you know, the quarterback makes the rule, is usually the captain, all this stuff. Yeah. It is not a good look. And odds are, if he keeps up that mentality, he will be gone vastly quicker than Carson Wentz will. I remember someone tweeted... And I think Carson... Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, someone tweeted, like, Michael Pittman should change his number to four because he's going to be Wentz's fourth read on every play now, Mm -hmm. which I love. And then someone replied, like, don't worry, Carson never looks past his first read anyway, so Mm -hmm. Pittman's never getting the ball. I I mean, as a Giants fan, 
It's like I don't even hate Carson Wentz, but I was laughing at all this stuff because of how true that was, especially with how Wentz played this season for the Eagles. But yeah, let's talk about the trade. I believe it's a current third and a future second, which conditionally can become a first if Wentz makes the playoffs this year as the starting quarterback of the Colts. So with that, all, all those complications in mind, on the surface, the Colts didn't have to give up a first rounder for potentially their starting quarterback next year. So from that alone, I'm saying good deal. And I, I do think Wentz staying fully healthy behind an O-line that is probably the best in the league right now, Anthony Costanzo, who's a BC grad and their left tackle, just retired. So that's a big blow already. But when you have Quentin Nelson, when you have other great O-linemen as well who I don't know O-linemen like the back of my hand, but I do know that this unit specifically has been tremendous. Um, hence why Jonathan Taylor as a rookie was one of the best runners in the league. Um, so with all that said... Wentz is going from night to day in terms of his blocking situation. He's going to have decent targets, including Hilton, Pittman, and Zach Pascal. Or Pascal, I really don't know. But I, I know him, and I know he's decent. Um, and they can probably draft another one. I, it, the Colts feel like one of those teams that always gets a mid-round receiver in there. So he's going to have targets. He's going to have a good running game behind him. And he's going to have an O-line. Who's to say Wentz doesn't... I won't go too far, but revitalize his career. At least turn around a little bit from a disappointing last season where he clearly didn't see eye-to-eye with Doug Peterson. He got benched for Jalen Hurts, who was a, I think, second-round pick that was already seen as a reach, and he did have a couple good games with a couple ones where he didn't seem like he knew what he was doing. That guy got the start over Carson Wentz. That's saying something. For a guy who had led his team to a Super Bowl drive, you know, obviously Foles is the one who put it together in the playoffs because Wentz was hurt, of course, but Wentz... He has shown that he can be a winner. And this is me as a Giants fan saying about a former Eagles quarterback for what he did with Philadelphia. He can be a winner. He's athletic. He's tall. He has a good arm. He's just got to stay on the field. So I think it's a good trade. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I have a couple of thoughts on it. I, first of all, I think that we could make the argument at this point that the worst thing to have potentially happened to Carson Wentz was him winning a Super Bowl but not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, because this debate If he had been the quarterback to have won it instead of Nick Foles, then I think the city of Philly has a much stronger allegiance to him and wants He'd to have him there. there. No he would still be there. He wouldn't have gotten sat uh, for, for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So I, I think that's part of the problem, and that's going to destroy your confidence. Pair that with an injury, and things get a little more complicated. Right. Because I personally think that Carson Wentz was a good quarterback, but post-injury has been a completely different player. Definitely. Now, yeah. going to a different team, this is going to be an interesting season to watch, but also the reason why I'm not completely sold as Carson Wentz being the franchise guy for Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm not going that far I want to see him play yeah. the season. I want to see if he can gain that confidence back. I want to see if he can get to where he was pre-injury. But part of me also is like, what if the injury has messed him up enough where he won't be able to perform? What if it's not actually a mental thing and it's actually the injury holding him back? Right now, I kind of read it as a combination of the two, but one can outweigh the other, and for better or worse. So I think we're going to get that this season with the Colts. I wish him well. I think it was a tough situation in Philly. Yeah. Um, you know, I can actively kind of root for him a little more because yeah. he's not on the Eagles. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, exactly how he turns things around. But. He's a cool guy. I mean, this, I, I don't remember the name of this kid, but there was like a young Eagles fan who mm-hmm. reached out to Carson after he'd been benched. And I, I think they may have had like a couple back and forth before of like inspirational stuff. Like maybe this kid was going through he is, some he, illness. He has or, some, yeah. Um, mental 
something. Illness exactly. Illness and something. so he put out this really heartfelt tweet or Twitter video to Carson saying, like, good luck, like, you're still my favorite player, I believe in you, whatever you do. And he responded to it in the nicest way possible. It was really moving, and that is the kind of person that I love to root for. So I actually do want him to do really well for the Colts, not just for him personally, maybe also to kind of get at Eagles fans and be like, wow, you traded this guy for a third rounder, basically. But uh, just for the good of this guy, because he really does seem to be a class act. Uh, But, yeah. I I just started thinking, and I'm like, the Colts getting Carson Wentz is now reason enough for T.Y. Hilton to again be like a second tier wide receiver in fantasy drafts. Yeah. It's literally reason is. enough for him to be like 19 on the board. Wow. You know what I mean? I don't know if he'll be that high, but I hear you. Uh, but yeah. like, he always falls in that range of like 18 to like well, 20. Because he had such a bad start that year this year, and everybody was like, wow, why like But then it was also Hilton? like, and then he got oh, back on track. Phillip yeah. Rivers, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivers is going to be throwing. And now it's like, oh, yeah. but Carson Wentz is there. Right. It's better than Jacoby Brissett. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's reason enough for him to be sticking around uh, fantasy. No, people will remember his back half of the season last year. Which yeah, was pretty no, good. Definitely. So. But you know, my stupid ass is going to take him <laughs> earlier than earlier should than be. Should be. I've been, and I'll use this same logic that I'm talking about now. I'm right, going right. to think in the moment like there's Carson Wentz there. Well, but then you'll <laughs> drop it. But that's the thing. You'll drop him week eight, and then he'll do the same thing as last year, where he gets back on track exactly. in the second half. You're like, wow, like, why did I do that again? But all right, we are moving. Finally, to our NBA quotes. Uh, we're pretty deep into this episode, so maybe we'll rapid-fire these a little bit more. There's a chance two of ours could be related. But we'll start with your first one, Jack. We'll see what you got. Um, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to start with this one because it doesn't really matter all that much. <laughs> but I, I feel like it does need to be touched on. So uh, I'm going to say a blank. That is going to be a team, and then tell me who said it. I'm grateful to the blanks. For understanding why I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish in my career, and for working together on the best path forward. So, someone in the NBA who kind of had a f- not even really a full fledged falling out, but clearly there is some work going on behind the scenes where this guy uh, might be too good for the team he's on right now. Let's hear it one more time, please. I am grateful to the blank. That's a team for understanding what I want to accomplish in my career, and for working together on the best path forward. Ah, think about a couple of names that have been thrown around lately in the media. I I think that there's at least two, but potentially three that you could think of here. Here's the two I have in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one, which I am pretty confident is not it. Ah, I won't go that far, but I don't know if he's good enough to deserve this quote is DeMarcus Cousins. Mm -hmm. The second one who I'm leaning towards right now is the Cavs' Andre Drummond, who's sitting out after deciding that he wants to be traded and that sounds like something you discuss with well both of these players have had talks with their teams and organizations um just for the sake of time i will go andre drummond and that's a good guess and that was the other person <laughs> that i thought you would maybe say yeah. but it's actually blake griffin and the pistons okay there's the yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. an interesting situation because blake griffin you know to run through it for those who aren't nba fans but he was on that clippers team for a while uh you know, he was the, that team at its peak form with him combined with DeAndre Jordan for, like, Lob City with Chris Paul. Um, at its peak, before the Clippers kind of switched routes and went more the Kawhi-Paul George thing eventually. Of those three, Blake was the face as well. Yes. Blake was phenomenal back in the day. Yeah. Um, and equally good college career as well. He, out he of Oklahoma. A, out of Oklahoma. Former fan. number one pick. He yes. was hurt. He I missed the whole first I remember he was season. number one. I thought yeah. he was top three, but yeah. yeah. I think he's number one. Um, 
so interesting because the Pistons clearly are not really going anywhere right now. They they need uh, to rebuild is what it is. They're working on it. Jeremy Grant um, has been a star. You know, Drummond had had left and had moved yeah, on. Yeah, good point. Which good point. You, you brought up. Yeah. Um, and, and now we have Blake Griffin. So, I don't know. I feel like Blake Griffin is at this point with everything going on before the trade deadline. Oh, uh-huh. Is going to go to a contender. Well, oh God. I agree, but I have a stat for you that I just remembered. Did you know he hasn't dunked, or maybe he has one dunk, since December of 2019? Yes, which I, is shock. Like, I, I crazy. vaguely remember that stat. Yeah, yeah. But what I will say is that, like other players, he's evolved his game fairly well. He's developed and a shot for sure. Better than more people have given him credit for. I mean, he has gradually taken more and more threes and is has been hitting them more so. Yeah, but he's been forced I, I to. I can't just, yeah. necessarily say off the top the stats for this year. So I'm going to look him up. Don't hate on me if that's <laughs> just completely off for right now. And given he's not even playing, uh, it's even right, a little right, tougher. Right. But Blake Griffin is a good player. He's a veteran guy. He's been to the playoffs. He, You want him on a contender team if you can pick him up. So, I don't know. I guess I kind of just want to open this up as to, like, where would you like to see Blake Griffin go? Could you see him potentially as a net? Mm-hmm. I even think that there's a weird world where he could be a Nick. I don't necessarily think maybe, they maybe. need it right now uh-huh. because of how Randall is playing and how they would be uh, kind of within that front court together. I don't know. But <laughs> I think that there's some other teams that we can maybe name as well. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know if a uh, – oh. think of another team – like I, here's what I think. I think the Lakers <laughs> really couldn't with LeBron. Maybe. I don't see the Lakers. I don't think the Nets. I think the Nets should focus on a true center. Um, and Blake doesn't have that height or athleticism to play like the five. Back to the Clippers. That's what I was gonna say. You know? he has to apologize to Steve Ballmer for completely ignoring him when the Pistons Clippers played. He like was shaking hands with, like, Clippers players before the game and then, like, sprinted past Ballmer, like, pretending like he was warming up but clearly just dissed the heck out of him. I don't I think blame Ballmer I mean, no out. one wants to get sent to Detroit. But it wasn't... I remember oh, when that Blake was, Griffin was sent to Detroit. And it was sad, And he was yeah. on part of my yeah. take, and they were asking him about it, and he sounded so, Betrayed. so sad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. how part of my take does it, where they try and dig and, and, and yeah. try and, you know, yeah. get him to be how he really feels... And the dude was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, really do. I yeah, can't tell yeah, you. Like yeah. Detroit's a good city. Like, yeah. No one wants to go to Detroit. No one. So no one. I understand the anger. But in the best interest of your career, it may be a homecoming. You, you're going to have Clippers fans that love you. Yep. Because you were with them for the wild ride, even though they didn't win. And you didn't sign elsewhere. Team. You got traded. Didn't so sign you never elsewhere. never betrayed the team. Got traded. Yep. And now the Clippers are a very formidable team with two modern-day all-stars. Yep. You throw Blake Griffin in there, back home, feeling good on his old court. Yep. I think that it's a smart move. And I, I think that might be the best move for him. It is if he can you know, swallow his pride and get past that because that's easier said than done. I mean, when you're betrayed by a front office or a team, no matter what the great moments were, you struggle to see yourself going back there. So here's another idea. It doesn't make as much sense because young guys have been really starring for this team, uh, except for Chris Paul. But a reunion with Chris Paul... With the Suns. And they're, I, I and think they're hot awesome. right now. They are 
on fire. I think they're, I think they're second in the West, right? I, Aren't they? Well, I know the Jazz are one, and then for some reason I feel like Lakers-Clippers goes 2-3. I was going to guess they're top five I in thought the West. Suns were there at some point. They've been up there. No question. Okay. They've been up there, and I don't know where the Nuggets fall. It, as always, the West is top-heavy as yes, hell, yes. but the Suns are in there now. I mean, they're, they're a young team that never and seemed like they would crack the code. You then bring the up bubble. the Nuggets, too. Yo, uh, oh, Jokic yeah. is absolutely putting on an MVP caliber yeah, no here question. as well. But just back to the Suns, though, Dario Saric has been really good for them in his, like, you know, rotational... I think he might start some games, but obviously not the focal point of this team, but as their power forward, he's been great. For me, Blake Griffin would be taking either his role or some of his minutes, and I wouldn't recommend that. But finding a way to work the two of those guys together, you know, obviously DeAndre Ayton's covering the center spot, Chris Paul at the point, Devin Booker shooting... I don't know if TJ Warren, I think he's been hurt this year um, after his great bubble performance. No, he's on the Pacers. He used to be a son, so forget TJ Warren. But um, speaking of teams that starred in the bubble, ever since their run, you know, that I think it was like an eight or nine game winning streak uh, to finish off the quote-unquote regular season in the bubble, they've just been on fire ever since, including this season. So I kind of like that. If somehow we could see Chris Paul and Blake reunite, maybe that gets Blake Duncan again. Because I'm sure he still can. I mean, the guy's like 6'9", 6'10", and just generally has awesome athleticism. But again, like I was saying, he hasn't dunked since 2019, so maybe that athleticism and jumping is gone. I have no idea. I don't know what to expect from Blake, but just like with Harden uh, coming to the Nets after being demotivated and playing for a struggling team, completely turned it around when he went to a contender. So for some reason, I feel like no question Blake has that in him as well, even if it's in a smaller role. So, we'll see what happens. But here's my final quote. This is my one basketball quote, and it's a bit of a mouthful. So, just let me know when you're ready to tune in. Um, i okay. <laughs> Here we go. The decision to dismiss blank wasn't made until Sunday. It was a process and a decision that wasn't easy going through the season in a pandemic where there's no pause button. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins and the Rockets. I'm going to give you a second chance. Really? Because this is not about a player. Oh. Instead, it's about something else. You just have to fill in the blank. That easily could have been about DeMarcus Cousins and the Rockets, though. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been, for sure. You don't have to tell me who said it, because you're just not going to know that person's name. So it's not a player? No. Oh, no. This, I got it. 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 Um, I don't know his name. I want to see. I feel like you could get the, the, the person, the, the blank. I feel like you could get that name. Give me the team. It's, it's the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, so that's coach. a half point. It's, it's their, their coach, coach. Son of their beloved coach who passed away a couple of years ago. No. I've read it, too, this week. It's it's slipping from me. He was terrible. I had no reason. Uh, he wasn't good. I mean, his, his, his uh, <laughs> you dad know what I mean? was like, tremendous. I don't care about a coach if wait, he's bad. Check this out. On my wallpaper. Uh, I got to go behind here. So on my wallpaper, though, uh, this is complete behind-the-scenes stuff for you guys, but... On the other wallpaper, oh my goodness, is he's right there. That's him. Does that ring a bell? I'm right now. I'm showing there? Jack. No, that's the assistant. That yeah. He's the son of someone. Yeah, I mean he's the son of their former coach, and he was their current coach, now former coach. I really can't think of his name. His name is that. That's Prigioni right there. But uh, oh, let's yeah. <laughs> his name is Ryan Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a Flip Saunders? Is that at least ring a bell? Yes. I Flip was Saunders. gonna say uh, I was KG's like beloved coach. Flip Saunders. Saunders and the Timberwolves made yeah. sense because, like you said, KG and, and that whole team. Yeah. Um, I just could not think of his name, and he was trash so it doesn't he was not good not at all but of course he had a terrible situation 
for coach to inherit, where D'Lo comes in and he's dealing with injuries, which, you know, sadly happens. But more importantly, their number one star, Carl Anthony Towns, has dealt with family issues that we've mentioned before, just losing family members to the pandemic, including his mom, which is just so sad. But then also he's been hurt as well. I think in the first game he got hurt pretty seriously. He was out for over a month. He contracted COVID as well. And then he finally comes back, and right when he came back is when D'Lo got hurt. So Saunders has never had their two young stars. fired, too. Right, which honestly may be the best thing for Cat. Well, but I honestly think at this point Cat's leaving this team. I fully it's been think a long Carl time Anthony Towns coming, is leaving. He needs a new yeah. start to get away from yeah. everything he's dealt with. It does not help that in Minnesota this summer was where George Floyd was murdered. That's a lot That's on facts. your mind. Combined with his, his own D'Lo family. That's is, the thing. Yeah, he brought D'Lo in, but like... You gotta think about yourself. He's easily at the top of his game, a top five, if not three, center in the league. Right, and sc- a scoring center at that. Yeah, which is hard to come by nowadays. A-, a shooting scoring center is tough. I mean, we think of the names. It's Embiid, Jokic, two guys up for MVP this year. And then it's and probably Cap because it's we're not counting Kat. AD as a center. Exactly. So yeah, that's crazy. So. I think I personally think he should move on. I think he would love New York. But but, uh, just, just imagine though, like if you and your friend, like the two of us, for example, mm-hmm. so, like you are the star of a team, but you're struggling, and you bring in your friend to a long-term contract, saying like this is gonna be our team. And then obviously things haven't been going your way before, and they're not still now, even though you two are enjoying playing together. And you just dip, and your friend is now locked in to the team that you hated so much, and now he has no reason to be there. How are you feeling if you're that friend? Like, uh, it, it's, I don't D'Lo, know. That'd it, be a tough it look. It stinks, and D'Lo's had a tough time throughout his entire career. Lakers right with team. Nick Young, and then he goes to the Nets and brings the Nets up to where they are today, except he has to leave for that final move to happen, mm-hmm. or second-last final move. But and then the he same, goes to the Warriors, and that doesn't work. <laughs> so he gets traded again to the Timberwolves. That's his when fourth is his free agency coming up? Hopefully soon, for his sake. That's but what No, I'm no, but it was the 2019 Nets year, because he signed the sign-and-trade to go to Golden State. So yeah. he's in season two of, I'm assuming, a four-year deal. It's tough. It's tough, but at the same time... It's he like, got his money. Yeah. Do, if if you're right. there with your friend, do you just want both of you to suffer when there's a chance that... <laughs> One you of know, you can. And yeah. arguably, Towns is the better player than definitely. D'Lo no, no, all definitely, around. Definitely. Like, as much as I love him. I'm, I'm, at the same time, yeah. it's like, I think our friend would understand, you know, yeah. everything else that went into it, too. How tough of a time oh, Towns totally. has had in, in Minnesota beyond uh, the, the realm of basketball. Right, right. So... I'm fully expect. I'm gonna call it now. Honestly, I'm fully expecting Towns to leave. I I think that this coaching move was the final move, unless they. No, can... but I think he likes it. I, I feel like he didn't like Ryan Saunders. Definitely, <laughs> but like if they botch this again, I know. I know they that hired, um, uh, they hired the Raptors assistant coach, and if he's coming from the Nick Nurse like coaching tree, which of course like. Nick Nurse himself is a tremendous coach. We don't know if it works like Belichick, where like, yeah. if you work under a good coach, you'll also be one. I don't really Who knows? But regardless, he's part of a championship-winning staff, you know, and has learned from Nick Nurse. Now he comes to the T-Wolves. I like that hire compared to just being like, hey, I let's like hire the hire. Like I just son. think it's yet another change for Towns. When True. Uh, like, if but he can write the ship this once. year, sure. Right. If it's too late because it looks too late already... Because if you lose to the Knicks and have to fire your coach, <laughs> like and you lose to Tom Thibodeau, basically your old coach, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So, wow, Cat was there for the Thibodeau era and before that, so it insane. has been a minute. It's for him. been a long time. It's gone nowhere. No. I, 
And honestly, I don't even think they... They're a terrible organization. Well, they haven't built up a team around him. Honestly, a couple years ago... Well, they could have though. They got the Jimmy Butler trade. But you could have you could have paired uh, Towns and the Timberwolves right up against like Bucks and Giannis in terms of yeah. the type of caliber yeah. of talent that they have on their hands. Well, Giannis became an MVP, and Towns, in my opinion, will never be an MVP. Yes, but I think that the Bucks built up their team so much better around Giannis Milton. than the Timberwolves did. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, they had some... the T-Wolves didn't try. I, you know? Yes, but like, and, I, and they're it, a bad organization. At, it's all like, business at one at some point. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you tried, but you're wasting a top three center no, scoring know, center's career. Yeah, and even though you made moves that seemed good at the time in sports, it happens all the time where we look back and say that was horrible. Yes, Jimmy Butler is a good player now on the Heat, and even then, this year has been weird for them. Yeah, but like. That wasn't a good move at the time because no, of what right. happened after. So right. they've messed up time after time after time. And if you're Carl Anthony Towns, how many more times is it going to take? Right. No. I'm, and you don't know how long your career lasts. And and he's dealing with the contemplation of you know how long life lasts at this point. Damn. So for me, I fully think he is gone. And I'm going to ride that take. I fully think Towns no, is leaving I, this team. I agree. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because I don't like the Timberwolves organization they're just not I'm rooting I've told I've said on this podcast the Timberwolves are meant to be my western conference team because I love D'Angelo Russell so much and I like Cat Jersey kid who's gone through a lot but even before that I was rooting for him um and it's just so hard to when they're this t- terrible they're, they're bad there so also bad. really isn't a passion in Minnesota for basketball. There's no, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, because you, for hockey with I'm the saying, like, look at the Vikings. Look at the There's Wild. The wild. Look at the twins. the twins. Have been good. Like, yeah. there is a fan culture so ingrained in some of those teams that I do not feel with the Timberwolves but at I feel all. Like when, maybe during the Kevin Garnett era it was there, and we just don't know. Sure. But I, it just I, hasn't yeah, been there since. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure those people are still fans today. But... They're struggling. It's it's yeah. hard, and I think Towns really needs a fan base that's going to get behind him, mm-hmm. rile behind him, and support him. Well, I'm, I mean, I have to assume any fan base is behind like, him me, specifically. Let me say I, this: I like, it, you saw what happened in football when uh, Josh Allen's grandma got sick, and the way that whole city rallied behind him and supported him. Yeah. I could not see that happening with the Timberwolves I, and and Carl Anthony Towns. I won't say we that. Didn't really see well, that. We, we saw that from around the league. Yeah. We didn't see it as, I don't know. in such I don't know. a I don't direct know. way as we had seen with Buffalo and that's Josh Allen. That's we didn't see Minnesota rally as a city I think that's right. yeah. behind him, and and that's you know yeah. that's nothing on Timberwolf fans. It's more so just where he is. Yeah, no, Minnesota isn't an ideal dream situation. Yeah. They also know? yeah they got Go to screwed. A big city. They got screwed having the first round pick or the first overall pick in twenty twenty of all draft classes. Too, also, where, Anthony like, Edwards is good, and the fact that they're yeah, but no, like imagine if they could have gotten Kate Cunningham instead or just gotten yeah. 2019 who like Zion or John Morant. Like those are different tiers of players to Anthony Edwards in my opinion. And yes, like rookie year, it's just it's tough to know what their ceiling is. And Edwards to your point has been good. I just, you know, like I don't think he's their franchise star in the I, way the Cat in, was. In actuality, it, it, like you should have, looking back, Timberwolves should have just gotten Lamelo. I don't even know though because I would have. I, I think Lamelo's for sure at this point the number one pick. I think Lamelo for sure is the best rookie. I don't know if it's a good fit though because, in my opinion, Lamelo and D'Lo actually are the same type of tall point guard who is a pass first, shoot, slow layup. Well, that's what in. I'm saying again. It's like. Kind of, of lobs. in that 
scenario, it's like they got screwed by bringing in D'Lo again. And you know, Maybe. like you talk a lot about, but then you gain like D'Lo mutually beneficial. Like this yeah. was just the opposite of that. I this don't know, mutually detrimental. But Cat wanted a friend on the team, or else he's probably gone already. So That's you bring in D'Lo. But if it's still not for working, Wiggins, who has sort of been better. Wiggins is always a weird player to evaluate, but I think he's been better with the Warriors. I also just think it's better for him to play with Steph than Cat. Cat, here's Cat's issue: is he's not the best defensive center. He's tall. He can block shots. He doesn't get as many rebounds as he may or should be expected to get. But like, I, I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> so many missing pieces and moving parts for this Timberwolves franchise. It really makes me just want to play 2K with him. Honestly, see what I can do. <laughs> I might run that tonight. Honestly, but in the meantime, in real life, the Timberwolves are at a crossroads of you know what do they do? To your point, you were just saying. I think about Russell Wilson, that you should trade the player before it's too late and you get nothing for them. Do you agree with that in basketball terms? Do you think, if anything, the Timberwolves should trade Cat? Or, yes. Do you? Yes, I think so. And honestly, you're not going to get the value. Can, what, what, do you, what do you think they could get for him? I, I, I truly, I don't know. I think you get a first-rounder, a... What are the Porzingis trade net the Knicks? Dennis Smith Jr., who Dennis at the Smith time was a Jr. former top 10 pick that was just a little disappointing. Yeah. A first rounder for this year, which was two years down the road. Kind of big. Um, they also... What happened to Tim Hardaway? Is that just completely different? I don't think that was part of it. No, I think that was earlier. Okay, so that was forget that. Thing. So it was Dennis Smith Jr., a first rounder, and something else. Another first? Or another... Because, like, for me, Cat is a level above I thought we Porzingis. on someone And Porzingis else. was hurt and... Mm, I, I, Marcus I also think Towns is no, vastly better than Porzingis. He is, and, but, but that's not really even Porzingis a bias also thing. Hurt. I just think position wise, no, like, I agree. You I'm agreeing. Centers like Towns just every day. They kind of strike me in the same type of player though, where it's like offensive focus, shoots well for their size, and doesn't do as much on he defense. Sucks. <laughs> uh, Porzingis no, I know, I know. I actually saw today like some non Knicks accounts like saying that we basically won that trade. You did. I well, I think you did. I'm just saying on Twitter now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Knicks yeah. fans thought it for a while, and I've kind of been thinking it. I was skeptical at first because it was a weird trade. But now, I and especially the way first. the Mavs are looking like a lottery pick for us as well, mm-hmm. it's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I just thought you sold low because he was hurt when he traded him. But now it's looking like it was the best Well, time the other thing him. is we hadn't known about that outside issue of him uh, and right. club or whatever, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you don't know in, you know, the Me Too era of, uh-huh. of things, like what's going to come back and, and completely get rid of a player. Uh, example today, Panarin on the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was tough. they vehemently believe that it wasn't his doing and that it's actually kind of like an inside job for him having spoken out wow. against Vladimir Putin wow. in support of the other candidate, um, which is interesting if you're a poli-sized sports fan like I am yeah. in terms of the political impact. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's you got to be safe. You got to be safer than sorry. Uh, Definitely nowadays. So I think knowing that as well, uh, kind of added to everything, and we sold low. But hey, I'm, we're doing all right yeah. now. Uh, I I would I'm back to towns. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, say yeah, yeah. probably him. like a first. I would trade him. Okay. But if I'm the Timberwolves, because um, I think you can get a lot out of him still. I think you it's could get what's maybe been... a first, maybe even two first. Well, yeah. So think about what the Nets give up for Harden. I'm making two first and a player. Yeah. And, like, a, a mid-tier, high-ceiling player. Nets gave up two, 
Wow. Well, Nets give up a lot more. Harden's a former MVP, and Towns isn't on that level. But I would, if I let's do this then. If I were, if I was the Knicks trying to get Carl Anthony Towns, what would you give up? I would give up. Let's be realistic. A first <laughs> this year. Okay. Mitch Rob. Okay. And probably it's got to be another first at least. I think. Yeah. Maybe I mean, another I first and Frank. Like to give two. I think it'd be two firsts, Mitch and Frank. That's I what still feels think like. I would do it because again, you should. I think you should. Yeah, you should. That just um, feels fair to me. Or even if there's some way, I don't think we could. But if we could keep Mitch some way and have him be the bench center, I I would like that a lot as a, as an actual fan. But in terms of what Towns to me is worth, I would probably say I'd be okay with Mitch, Rob, Frank, and two first. Yeah, and I think that would work salary wise. But yeah, so there there we are doing our little trade machine I mean, stuff I, here. I know Randall. I'm gonna look that up after and try. Yeah. But I know Randall was talking to him after the game. That's cool. So. Yeah, uh, I would kind of hate that, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. In the way that Kyrie came back to the Nets being a Jersey guy, um, Cat being a Jersey guy coming back to the Tri-State, it could definitely happen. But okay, all that <laughs> to come back to our Towns talk and hopefully for his sake, the Timberwolves can you know turn around a little bit with this coaching change, but I don't know if it's going to happen. But the final quote of this awesome sports talk filled episode goes to Jack. And I believe if I get this in full, I win. Yeah, and if I get I this half so. point, we tie. Because I think, I, I mean, we can check the tape, but I believe that's no, where I, be- we're I believe you would win. Okay. Uh, but if I go, if I miss this, you do win. I believe. Okay. So. Yeah, well, you're gonna get it. <laughs> oh. I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't pretty know. sure. Well, dude, you I, might not get I've who had, said it. Oh, but here it is. God. Okay. What else does he have to do? Oh. The man is an all star. You can at least get half a point there. It's going to be who it's, said it. It's, it <laughs> what else does he have to do? The man is an all-star? Yes. It's got to be about Julius Randle. It is about Julius Randle, so there's the half. Now, who said it? It's got to be Knicks-related. It's not going to be like Stephen A. Um, Stephen A, I'm not going to get started on him. He's been weird. Um, it is not Stephen A. Can confirm <laughs> Uh, shoot, uh, this has to be, like, a real, I'm going to, I don't know why, this is just a gut feeling, and I feel like normally on this show my gut's kind of wrong with these specific questions, but we'll go with it regardless. RJ Barrett. Bang. Let's go. And that's a dub for Aiden on the show. All right. I feel like we've been evening out lately and just haven't yeah, even been. had winners lately, but yeah. official winner in 2021, Aiden takes it. Let's go. Um, right. yes, it was RJ Barrett. I should crack and... a beer since we're both 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've only had a handful at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, Julius Randle deserves to be an all-star, and I'll make my case here. Um, I found one stat today that is actually very, very impressive, mm-hmm. um, and it was surprising when I heard it. But Julius Randle is currently averaging, and this is uh, courtesy of Tommy Beer, but okay. Julius Randle is currently averaging 23.2 points, 10.9 rebounds, 5.5 assists. Huh. Good numbers. Yeah. Now, only five other players in NBA history have matched or exceeded those averages over the first 30 games of a season. Okay. Oscar in 1962. Is Larry Bird on that list? No. Interesting, because I saw Wilt a stat comparing them. in but 1967. Okay. Oscar Kareem Wilt. in 1979. KG in 2005. And Giannis in 2019. Those wow. are big years, too, for those players. Okay, so... so hmm. Basically, what I also want to get at is if you hear those numbers, you hear those stats... You got to be thinking Julius Randle is at the least a top 10 MVP candidate, Whoa. especially 
considering that the Knicks are a playoff team, okay. given the history they've had. He is the force behind this. I believe Tom Thibodeau even calls him the engine. No, he I'm is. not arguing he for is. Julius Randle to be MVP, though. I know, I know. He's a tier below LeBron, Dame, Jokic, Embiid, all the others this season. Harden. Harden. Agreed. Uh, I Yeah. I, I think Harden and him are actually very similar in terms of we won't get production okay, and okay. leading the team. Okay, More so because team. Harden without yeah, yeah, Durant yeah. Kyrie is no, you're right, you're right, you're right. leading that team. Regardless, um, regardless. regardless, because I'm even saying a top 10 MVP candidate, right. he has to be an all-star. Yeah, Those no. numbers are ridiculous. We find out tomorrow. He's an all-star. He's uh, an all-star. If you're listening to this, probably you're, Already you may know. know. He's an all-star. Yeah. But he needs to. He needs to be an all-star. This Knicks team has never looked better. The man is confident. He is distributing. I have, again, just completely, completely amazed at this transformation. He's apparently been mentoring Obi Toppin. I'm starting to see Obi Toppin actually ball out a little bit here and there. He has some awesome plays. You know, he's not the core focus of this offense like we thought he would be. We don't need him right now. He's a bench guy. A great bench guy for now. But we have Randall. I really, 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 really think that if Julius Randall isn't an all-star this year, uh, that the whole system is fraudulent because wow. Wow. his numbers are there. No, he's an all-star. No, like, I'm not going to debate that. Um, But I do want to ask, like, how much... Because I also agree that he's the heart of this team mm-hmm. and the reason that they are in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. The reason I don't think he's an MVP is they're not on the tier of a team that could have an MVP. He would have to be averaging, like, to me, 28, 13, and, like, 8. Which, honestly, he's probably done it in a couple games. But I also want to like, see how he plays post-All-Star. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a difference yeah, and that, for a lot of guys. For true. better or worse, definitely, too, he definitely. could go down after. Exactly. If he got up to that level and they were still like a four, five, six seed, then he could still win the MVP. But you have to be at the top three seeds, in my opinion, which is why Embiid and Jokic definitely have an argument, and why LeBron, even though I don't really agree with it, still has an argument. To me, it's Embiid right now. I agree. I don't know how that will last the entire Six have been cold recently, though. Um, And honestly, the Nuggets sort of too, but if they both get it on track, those two guys should be the top two. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to ask, like, how much – it's tough to phrase because Julius Randle is not getting in full empty stats in the way that a guy like Jeremy Grant, who's playing for the Pistons, and he's shooting so well. Yeah. He's, he's been a great yeah. scorer, but they are kind of empty stats. Russell Westbrook, kind of empty stats. But, like, it's tough to say that Julius Randle really compares to those five guys you just named because those five guys, I believe, are all Hall of Famers who were on teams that were – dominating the league or at least in the top like three spots of their conferences like I had said so like do you truly believe he's on those players levels and obviously like a 30 game sample size is pretty small but regardless he's one of six guys in a great like great group great company there's no question about that Mm -hmm. just like as a fan though how truly do you believe he like stacks up to those players you know like I don't think he's a hall famer well there's a lot of time left to prove that there's two main other factors and i'm just double checking my stats here okay here's two things i do want to say that are different i believe and i could be wrong and there's probably everything in between with the other names i mentioned uh in terms of context Mm. but julius randall is playing on a team where the average age is 24.1 wow beyond that it is the first year of tom thibodeau coaching the new york knicks you factor in a brand new head coach a young team 
an inexperienced team, a team that does not know winning at all. And frankly, Randall doesn't even know winning all that much because he had been on that kind of sub tier Lakers team that eventually would have been good if they all stayed together. And the talking D'Lo, who we talked about already, Kuzma, Ingram, Lonzo, all those names. Yeah. And you tr- no. Josh Hart was also yep, on yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. I don't necessarily know if those other players that I'm that I brought up in comparison to him had that situation, that tough, tough situation, and on top of it all, he has them. I don't know what the official as of today. Last time I checked, they were like seventh mm-hmm. in the East. They could still be, but that's a playoff team. So I don't know all of those factors combined with the fact that the team is also as of right now an Eastern Conference playoff team. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I'm going to hold it to pretty high esteem. I think that he's dealing with a lot more than some of those guys even had to. Interesting. And a completely different game than Oscar and Wilt because there really wasn't three-point shooting at all. Right. And Randall has been lights out from three. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't dislike Julius Randall. And also, I his defense has believe... been great. I'm going to throw that out there. No, 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 it has <laughs> been. I truly believe he deserves being all-star. It's just like, maybe for me, like, like he's been great with the other teams he's been on too in his one year with the pelicans he had had his career high in points per game of at least 21 i think it was like 21.3 i was just looking uh in his one season there but to me those are empty stats that was more similar to like where brandon ingram was an all-star for the pels before zion even got back from injury last year because he was just scoring the lights out because they had nobody else who could score the ball that's that kind of stuff like maybe jeremy grant will be an all-star for similar reasons um but the reason Julius Randle stands out from those other players is now he's on a winning team. However, he I, doesn't strike me as MVP because he's not on the top-tier team. Yeah, and, and that's fair. But to me, when I think of MVP, I like to think of if that person weren't there or were swapped for someone else, for how that. much worse that team would be. And I think the Knicks are a lot worse this year without Julius Randle. Right, and that's why... And I think why... he kickstarts the entire team and has developed the culture there, but also phenomenal distributing. And he's yeah, making yeah, yeah. guys play better. Without no. him there, I don't know if RJ is putting up the numbers he's had this year. I don't know if Quickly's putting up the numbers this year. Without Julius Randle playing the way he has done, who's to say that D. Rose actually does join the Knicks and Same. we trade for him? Okay. So... All these different moving pieces of the team right now are because Randall is an all-star, are because, again, I'm going to say a top 10 MVP candidate. Interesting. I don't okay. think he's MVP, but top 10, I mean, well, okay. I, it, I, I'm telling you, if you name 10 players, I would argue that if someone, uh, let me phrase this <laughs> one way, but if someone who was not familiar with the NBA were to name 10 players as to who they thought were MVP, I guarantee that Randall has better numbers than maybe three or four. Of them. Interesting. All right. Maybe using, three. Maybe two or three. Using your logic to a different argument, though, mm-hmm. that's why I think Harden actually should be in the talk as well. Because on the surface, people, you know, casual fans who might not have been following the Nets will say, well, without Harden, the Nets still have Kyrie and KD. But if you look at how few games those three have actually played together, it's not been Harden who's been missing games since he's been traded. Kyrie had to miss a couple due to, you know, a weird COVID scare here or a quick injury there. KD's been hurt a lot, which was the scare, like the worry, you know, that the Knicks and other teams yeah. had about even pursuing him in the first place. And sure, it hasn't slowed him down when he's on the court, but more so we're taking it easy with him, you know, not rushing him onto the court. Regardless, Harden just led us, and I can't believe I took 80 minutes to mention this, led us to a 5-0 and 
road trip yeah. against the Suns, Kings, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, those last three teams being the top three currently in the West. We beat all of them. One game out of those five, which I think was the Warriors game, we had KD. The rest we didn't. And the other two, it had to be Kyrie and Harden. And when you mentioned guys who are distributors that make other players perform better and they wouldn't be as good without him, that's been Harden. He without just stopped the hero ball and became no, I, the passer. I actually have a couple of Nets takes that are actually very favorable right now. Okay. I, I think a lot of the argument with the Nets and and getting the three stars, KD, Kyrie, Harden, uh, was that they won't be able to, to distribute the ball or manage the ball, whatever. Whatever that, argue, that dumb argument was. Right. I think that the real conversation here is that Harden was the fantastic move for the Nets to make because if you're unsure about where the hell Kyrie Irving is going to be, if you're unsure about Kevin Durant's health, you want the star who has consistently been all ISO ball, who can run a team on literally, his own. Literally. That was the best move that the Nets had done because no one even realized that with those two gone, you still have a guy who can run a team on his own. That's why that move worked as well as it did. The other thing, in regards to Kevin Durant and his injury, uh, let me explain this, but I'm actually very happy that he didn't go to the Knicks and went to the Nets. Okay. Because, obviously, you had Kyrie there, and you wound up with Harden. You can afford to have Kevin Durant yeah. maybe not be up to speed. Yeah. Let's say he ne- honestly never even comes back to, to, to full? full speed. Sure. You still have Kyrie Irving and Harden. Yep. We could not have done that. Yep. If we had Kevin Durant, the amount of crap we would be getting because oh, we don't have the other two guys, yeah, 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 yeah. it would have been horrendous. Yeah. So, honestly, I'm kind of grateful at this point that we didn't get him because it would have been bad for us, like always. Okay. I genuinely believe that. And we would have got a ton of crap for it. But I, I'm happy he's on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even happy it's necessarily the Nets. Right, I'm happy right, right. that it's not our team. But it's good for the Nets because it you is. figured out a way to work it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I've, I've just had that thought lately about the Nets and the Knicks. And, you know, there's no actual negativity towards either way about it. Right, right, right. I think it just works for the best, the way things worked out. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I have no complaints. That's and... what I'm saying. Like, I don't really have any complaints yeah. at this point. You clearly no, don't. No. I, I, like I said last episode, I think that this is all leading up to Knicks-Nets playoffs. Yeah. Um, which will be a ton of fun, and especially fun for you guys listening at home. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, we may need to do an episode after every game at that point. Bro, yeah. So, yeah, I um, just want to talk some NBA on that one, and, and just between sure. our two favorite teams. No, yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted that. This is exciting. It's an yeah. exciting time. I, I, I knew from this, like, I knew you deserved to have a um, some kind of Knicks quote in there, uh, and Randall deserves that credit, you know, for sure, but... I needed to at least somehow mention mm-hmm. that streak, and it's really been because of Harden. So, no doubt, I am, you know, I always took a positive mindset to that trade. People were crapping on it, <laughs> you know, it's, I'll save, I'll say crap and no worse, but, you know, really criticizing the Nets for giving up as much as they did to get James Harden, who seemed out of shape with the Rockets and wasn't going to fit the team when there's only one basketball. He completely went against that and has really become the heart and soul of this team in the same way that Randall has been the heart and soul of the Knicks, except it's crazy that Harden's the guy who came in last out of these three stars. And we had to give up two of our young guys in Levert and Jared Allen, as well as Dinwiddie being hurt, as well as like every single pick possible, it seems like, for the next five years. To be fair, we haven't used our own draft picks since like 2011, which is insane in its own right, but we've done pretty well since. Um, 
I'm really happy, and I'm hoping, you know, knock on wood, that that continues, but this is the best I've felt uh, as a Nets fan really since signing KD, I guess. Like, it, it's crazy, but hopefully this can continue. Hopefully KD can stay healthy. Screw Patrick Beverly, who had a dirty screen on Jeff Green and hurt him with five minutes to go against the Clippers, and we barely squeaked out a win there. Um, and already I think someone else had picked up an injury. Maybe it was like Tyler Johnson or something, but we were missing KD. We were, you know, missing Tyler Johnson. And then, oh, no, Luau Cabrera actually is the one who got hurt. Tyler Johnson was just a scratch. And then Jeff Green gets hurt. So we lost, like, four guys in the span on this road trip. But we came out of it with five wins, and that's all that really matters. And we're back at home for our next game. So, like you said, maybe we'll see a next Nets-Knicks playoff. And if that happened, we actually might have to look into, like, spending money on tickets or something. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, we might have to honestly, go. we'll start a GoFundMe. You guys can maybe, uh, honestly, buy us our way Bro, because, like, I don't care how much it costs. Like, that... Oh, it's going to be unreal. That would be... It would that, be unreal. Be yeah, so uh, maybe that'll happen. We yeah. won't get your hopes no, up, but we're already getting our hopes up. The way you say it, it may happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, um, thank you guys so much for listening to another awesome episode. We... Of course, ran a little long. Regardless, we will see you soon to talk more sports with you guys. Definitely more NBA topics. MLB's getting close. We're coming back to spring training in just a week or two. and then It's the it's dry season now, you know? It's dry season, we're, we're, but we're, getting there. we're going to have some topics because NFL offseason is going to start up kind of soon. It, it's a, it is a dry season. It's a good time to pick up a TV show or two and binge that until March Madness starts. But when it does... We'll, we'll have some brackets going soon, oh, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have do a lot. bracket show... As well, definitely be before March Madness be comes up. Actually, at that point, I may have to reach out to Colin and see if he wants to talk. Oh, our yes. In-house, uh, our bracketologist. Bracketologist. Colin Quinn. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening in. Longer episode than usual, uh, but we had a lot to talk about and air out, and uh, we're happy that you guys are back listening to us yet again. So yeah. stay tuned. More on the way. Um, and that's all we got for tonight, guys. Thank Love you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Later. Touching hands